Now, I could be wrong, but you guys probably remember me. I'm the guy making this company millions and millions of dollars. I'm the guy that is single-handedly putting New Japan on the worldwide map. I am also the guy that won last year's G1. And I can say with a certainty that I'm looking very forward to this year's G1 as well. Yes, we have champions, we have legends, we have up-and-coming stars. Pimpin' ain't dead. The niggas and the weak-ass hoes just skid, man. You know what I'm talking about? I'm pimpin' Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Bitch, if I give you a day off, it's a holiday, ho. You know what I'm talking about? You gave people. Um, uh, by the way, that is the worst TNA match I've ever seen. Mick Foley versus Rick Flip. That it was horrible. No, it happened in <laughs> WWE. Mm, oh, yeah, that shit. Too. It was no, it was the TNA as well, right? It no, was yeah. Foley versus Rick Flair at TNA. They had two yes. matches in WWE. They had them in 06. It was, I think, SummerSlam and Vengeance 06. They had matches. Mm-hmm. And then, and then uh, after he was, after he had the match with Shawn Michaels, like a like probably. Eleven months later, he pulled. He showed up at TNA, and uh, you know that's how the the Jay Lethal shit started. You know, probably the best <laughs> bit in TNA history. <laughs> oh no, that's the greatest one in wrestling history. I think it's my yeah, favorite. Talk about it, David. That, that is the. <laughs> I mean, just I mean, Jay Lethal actually does a really good impression of Ric Flair, right. and Ver, it's Ric Flair's reactions that what. That's what sells it. He's he looks right. at him and like disgust and awe, like he's amazed that right. it's going so well. But he's also a little annoyed. And then it right. gets like like Ric Flair, who's probably on cocaine and you know drunk off his ass during that segment. It, it, he's just like, oh, now I'm 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 turning up. Yeah, that I whole segment looks like unrehearsed. That looks yeah. smart. That looks like it looks very spur of the moment. And that's what makes it so good. Again, like you could tell, like when when Jay when Jay Lethal goes, big man, and Ric Flair looks at him like, you son of a bitch. Like, <laughs> like this is really getting on his nerves, but like he's also impressed. Right. And they do like the elbow drops. <laughs> look at look at this. Look at, look at this bullshit. shit, bro. That man barely he stopped being able to walk in 01, as we said before we went live. But then look at this shit. Flair just coming there looking flat, being sick. But that's been Flair since you know, like midnight, like like ninety seven, post ninety seven. Yeah, but it wasn't that bad. At least he had his little crew cut, his super cuts. He tried to grow the hair back. Look at this lockup. <laughs> Look at this bullshit. Hunter, Bruh, Hunter was so was green in the thirty after the lockup. He was so furious in the thirty for thirty. Like him and Rick didn't talk for like eighteen months. <laughs> but, Cause he called him and he was like, "I know why you're doing this shit. You need the money. Why the fuck are you <laughs> so sad? <laughs> so mad? Like, bro. why you didn't hit me, bro? I would have fronted you." He was like, basically saying, "I would have yeah, the money." That's been yeah. Triple H didn't have to do that like like four times for Ric Flair. He didn't have to say that exact same speech. Just call me. <laughs> yeah, what was Flair going through his money with though? Because I know, like you know, he probably the plug was probably giving him the dope for the low just because it's Rick. But what was right. he going through? Like he's still buying expensive Gucci and shit. I'm I'm trying to figure out those wrestling contracts. Like that's what I'm trying to figure out. 
Well, uh, in that 30 for 30, JR says he didn't save his money. Like, he just, like, he was broke. Like, he had no money. That's why he signed a TNA right after the whole WWE perfect send-off is, like, anyone could ever have. It's like he went to TNA because it's, like, they're paying, and I need the money. There has to be a Legends, like, severance package in the WWE, like like the NBA. There has to be. Because uh, Vince always Vince will always pay it forward. Like if you if he has nothing for you and you're old, if he likes you, he'll like put you backstage. <laughs> like he'll just be like, "Yo, you can work production. You want to do that?" But some but, but some wrestlers be like, "No, I want to. They want to die in the ring." Right. Like, oh, I don't want to do this. I want to do this one more time. Like, fam, you you, you, you can't. Bro. Like, like, like Gallows and Anderson, probably another year with the E. And Vince would probably be like, I can put your motherfuckers backstage. <laughs> you can work in production. Yeah, like have like work a work for NXT or something, bro. Have yeah, like, like a bitch. Boys. Like, it warms my heart to see a bitch backstage. Oh, just because that's what you're supposed to do. To me, that's what you're supposed to do. Like, you treat it like basketball and football. When you're done, go be media. Go be an analyst. Go work backstage. You're not fit. <laughs> like, I'm not fit to, like, 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 you can't just be 67 wrestling. <laughs> Shit, then I'll do a little butcher. Wrestle till he was like 72. With that nigga crazy. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like that. I mean, again, his name is Abdullah the Butcher. I mean, that nigga, crazy. That's that's the original Benny the Butcher, Abdullah the Butcher. The, the the last crazy nigga from that era who's still alive is Iron Sheik, and he and that man be waddling. He waddled like a straight penguin now. Greatest Twitter account of all time, <laughs> ever. The greatest shoot ever, ever interviewer ever interviewee, I should say ever. Every day at nine thirty a.m. Good morning, wrestling world. Fuck Hulk Hogan. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's the energy wrong. we are on every day. Did he try to tell us from the start, like, <laughs> like fuck Hulk Hogan? Like you, like open your eyes. Iron Chick was the original. Open your eyes. Right, right. That's the broken skull sessions we need. Baby. Oh my that God. is the one. That's the one. Nah, because it'll be fucking bullshit. <laughs> Fuck the whole Hogan. Hey, nah, it might be Macho Man. Macho Man probably opened up the floodgates. He was probably the first one to say "fuck Hulk Hogan" or Scott right. Steiner. I oh, think well, I, Scott Steiner says "fuck everyone." I mean, come on. Oh, uh, Macho Man, Man would have been Macho Man would have been a beast in podcasting. He would have been awesome. Let me tell you something. Uh, what? Well, Big Show, he did a he did an interview on wrestling with Rosenberg where he was just like he was just he was just like I saw like probably two months before Macho Man died, he was just like I saw him. No black hair, just grayed out, smiling, big fro. And uh and he was like, What's up, what's up, Savage? How you doing? He was just like, well, I'm at peace. At peace. <laughs> Yeah, see, yeah, like, I feel like he was just gonna be ready to just travel and just talk about whatever. Yeah, it seemed to be that way. We probably would have got like a woke episode. I mean, we would have got a woke podcast on Savage. Like, imagine that. Yeah, because, like, because very few of the legends 
are like just cool. Like it's really just stone cold. Really. That's like around and in constant, like in constant rotation and shit. That's of that age. Cause like Hulk Hogan's racist. Um, Iron Cheeks <laughs> too problematic. Well, Red I don't get mad. Red Hart's mad. Uh, like the Iron Sheik Twitter account again is not Iron Sheik. It's someone that does it for him. It's so, verified, baby. That's him. I believe it. No, he's got to go. He's got to go, Strider. Come on. <laughs> you think he working his own Twitter account? That's crazy. Yeah, if Donnie believes that means you really believe wrestling is real. If you're believing, Iron it Sheik. is. Hey, look. look <laughs> in certain moments, in certain oh, no. in certain aspects, in certain aspects, wrestling. Yeah, but you're right. Bret Hart's just, but again, Bret Hart, I, I do say he does have a right to be mad and about everything, just because like how I was telling Banks the other day, like their family are essentially like the Canadian Kennedys. Like, look what happened after this one moment. Like, Montreal is their uh, assassination in Dallas, and then everything goes to shit right after. Yeah, yeah. Now I understand why he's upset. Number one, Goldberg kicked him into his career. Number two, half of the people he's related to. They're gone. Mm-hmm. They're gone. <laughs> they are gone. And the people that's alive, I know he don't converse with. Them. Yeah, he hates the rest of his family. <laughs> right, like I feel like the only person he talked to sister. really was was the was the kids and Anvil. That's the I feel like just the kids and Jim for the most part, like on a regular basis. Everybody else. I mean, he had the he had the tough burden of being the the focal point again. Like he was the biggest star out of all of them. I mean, British Bulldog was a name. Anvil like was nothing about Brett. Oh, and I'd say he's much more love in hindsight in terms of like he was ahead of his time for the work he was doing. Uh, mm-hmm. Dynamite Kid again, crashed and burned instantly just because like that style was not meant to last long. And you see what happened with a guy who replicate, replicated his career in, in a way. So kind of everything that he was close with and everyone who was close with him either just kind of hacking and Brett is this one guy who, again, he had his own faults. I think like um, he, he's, he was smoking weed and again, he wasn't smoking crack like British Bulldog and Jim Mandel and I Heart, who were doing that like days before SummerSlam uh, 92, but Brett had his own stuff. And again, like his marriage fell apart, which is because of him essentially. But this guy, well, just kind of, he had a horrible dad in terms of like, LeVar Ball is a good dad. He just, like, the media painted him as a bad dad. But, like, Bret Hart had Pete Maravich's dad and Todd Marinovich's dad. Like, a mm-hmm. real, like, I'm going to force you to do this shit and you're going to be the greatest. Right. Like, Bret Hart wanted to make movies. That was, like, that's, like, he went, that's what his major was in college, I think. Like, he was always obsessed with film. And that's why he tried Lonesome Dove and all that acting stuff, because he just wanted to do that. But, Obviously, wrestling took to him naturally. Go take them bumps, get old Stu. Imagine telling Stu, Stu Hart, your pop say, you know, I don't want to do this wrestling yeah, thing. He's like that, Dad. You know, I it, it's a it's tough, Dad. You know, I I I'm not meant for this. Thing. Oh, hey, 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 you're gonna fucking wrestle, yeah. And then proceeds to put him in some type of Vulcan death grip, like that man was a shooter shooter like he had so many yeah. damn holes right that's what this is why like this is why i like like i always say like with bret hart i always say i never to, for me i never needed bret hart because i had kurt 
And I always say, like, just imagine you like son, like eighteen year old Kurt Angle, up to Canada to work with Stuart. <laughs> I think I think it also would have made it maybe worse because again, look at how Kurt Angle wrestled with like a don't give a fuck attitude. And if you get again, like look at the mentality that guy's like Dynamite Kid and mm-hmm. wrestled with him there and being trained by Stu in a way. And if you add like that element to Kurt Angle, I think we get Perk Angle way, way before we get oh, him yeah. six oh seven. It's it's like oh yeah. three Perk Angle is showing right up. Like yeah, just off, just off, like just off workout. Vince, his first contract offered Vince offered him half a million for five years. Half so a million best, years for five yeah. years. The best thing about Kurt, I mean, in terms of if he actually had signed an ECW, what would have that what would have that done? Like that's an ultimate what if. I want to know what that parallel universe is like where he signs a Kurt Angle I mean, Kurt Angle signs an ECW and just suplexes motherfuckers that are like no who have no idea what it is to be a wrestler. They just take bumps and like chair shots to the head, but this angle, guy's like, no. angles angle slamming motherfuckers on thumbtacks in the stands. Exactly. Oh yeah. goodness. He would have went to XPW and fucking <laughs> Olympic slam people on light bulbs, bro. bro. Mercury poison. Bro. But he had it again and and oh, yeah, let me introduce everybody too. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, we're 12 minutes in. Yeah, we, I was like, hold on, let me introduce y'all real quick. Uh, back again, this is your boy Banks No Rest 2 with, you know, special guest right now, my co-host, which is at Kayfabe No Dead, Ain't Dead. This is episode 24. My co-host is out right now, brother, sending you love right now. While he's out, I got two people to fill in. I got my boy Donnie Lucci, at Donnie Lucci on Twitter right now. And I got my co-host from They Called Us Mad Men, Davis, to come through as well. I was going to let my man just sit this one out since I see him three times a week. But I guess, you know, we got to see two times a week. But I guess we got to see each other twice or three times this week in this case. Yeah, your math is fucking horrible. Yeah, right? I got the Scott Steiner math right now. Yeah. <laughs> You're 33. I got to listen to the emergency pod you put out like a day ago. We might we're probably got to do another with all this uh, Disney news, but that's for another time. Look, this yeah, is why my it. math is off, Donnie, because I'm like, <laughs> I see this man twice a week. Yeah, it's like, bro, <laughs> I see the man twice a week. Now I got to see him another time, which I don't mind, but it's like, yeah, damn, he said a mercy <laughs> podcast. I'm like, damn. I'll do it by myself then, shit. Nah, all this podcast and give me CTE, and I got to record some more this week. So. Right. But yeah, I'm we out here. Time. I, I'm only here for a limited time. I got another pod to go and record. So, shout out to Black Wrestling Podcast. I at least show up and put a few shots up in the, in the beginning, like Jared Smith, and then, all right, go to the bench, go to the bench. That's fine. We're not talking about your boy. We're not talking about Bill. Oh, yeah. Before you get up out of here, let's talk about that, Davis. <laughs> You gonna sit up here and lie? I'm looking at you right now, screen. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for when you to set it up. I guess I gotta play quarterback. No, but no, no, no. I'm about to set it. I'm setting it up right now okay, to, to see if you' about to lie. No, I'm not. How many matches that that you can say are classics that Goldberg has compared to a Roman Reigns? Obviously, I, Roman Reigns has more for sure, but Goldberg has classics. Elaborate. Yes. He has the one on Diamond Dallas Page at Halloween Havoc. <laughs> he has the match with Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series 16, 2016. Yeah. 
You talking about that 16-second match? Yep. He shows up, and Brock Lesnar's like, what the fuck just happened? Like, that's it's fine. The, uh, it's like uh, crazy that Kevin Owens went in the Universal title, and that match happened the same year. <laughs> and then the, the rematch of Lesnar at Mania for the Universal title is also a classic. That's You talk about Kong versus Godzilla Banks. That's it right there. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. It is. They literally just like drove suplex German suplexes and spears at each other. Goldberg spears them through the barricade. Yeah, it's like then like what three FIs later, it's over. It's like they just. Re- I mean, they should have destroyed the entire stadium. That way, we didn't have to have that horrible Undertaker match. But that's a whole another story. Hey, but obviously, Roman Reigns has way more classics than Goldberg. That's just a fact. Of course, who spears better? Goldberg's obviously. Spears better. Lord, you gonna sit up here and lie again? No, I'm saying Goldberg Spears better. It is. He was spearing cruiserweights in WCW. That's why. That's not his fault. Yes, it is. They that, always book. They book the matches. He just wait a minute. Wait a minute. How many people they said he beat in this supposed long ass win streak? One hundred sixty-two people. It was one seventy-nine. I think is when it ended. Mm-hmm. That's crazy that WCW even had that many workers, and we get saw like ten. It was. It was like gimmicks. We said. know, but for the sake of this podcast, let's just act like it's a and shoot. Some of them were, and some of them were, re- were rematches. He faced, like, I think Hugh Morris twice. Glacier? Yeah, he faced Glacier, Glacier twice. <laughs> like he 20 times on Thunder, bro. Glacier? What a name. Hey, Glacier, shouts out to him. I think he's training He's training people in NXT right now, if I'm not mistaken. No, he's with uh, Cody, I think, or something like that. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Is that so? Are we over there with them people? I'm uh, all right. He showed up with Cody Rhodes's like nightmare family bullshit. I think at the first <laughs> at All In when he had the match with Aldis. Like you know how he sh- like they all wear the tracksuits. Glacier was one of the guys in Cody in Cody's corner. It was him, Granny Rhodes's dad, Arn Anderson. What was it already? But yeah, no, that, probably like, so. Like, Arn Anderson just be there. with well, I think it was like Glacier, I think, was one of the guys that trained Cody when like he was young and just starting out because again, Cody was born and raised in Georgia and like Glacier. He, he failed. I hate to cut you off, but he failed. <laughs> and training Cody? Yeah, he, he failed at that. He might want to go back and train him again. Nah, he, he was he, nah, he was good. Like Cody's the greatest Mick Carter of all time. He's not the greatest Mick Carter now. <laughs> That's Charles Ziggler. Thank you. There we go. You read my mind. The guy, Dolph Ziggler. Or or Cesaro. Okay, so so I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to rank Goldberg, Roman, and and I'm thinking about not the spear, but the the moments with the spear they had. And like, like to me, Goldberg is he's he's the he's the he's the originator. That's his move. But I'm trying to figure out who's had better moments with it. Well, with Roman, that was the whole thing. Since I mean, that's the WWE style is to do your big move on, like a table or like through a, you know, through a, a ladder. Or it's it's always like, you know, if Brock Lesnar f five f five someone off the ambulance, it'd be like, oh shit. Yeah, like Edge is like Edge. <laughs> Edge Edge using the spear was always like if you gave it to Jeff Hardy. Because he's like slender, <laughs> so like the spear off the ladder onto the table—that shit is crazy. 
Like he has those kind of moments with the spear. Roman's Roman's spears is like that should look like that should look like it hurts your chest. Goldberg's spear just takes you to like another like it takes you to like another world. I feel like you're dizzy after Goldberg hits you. I feel like you're like brutal pain. Just pain when Roman spears you. I feel like you're caught off guard when they spear. It's like I think the I think each of them have different reactions. I yeah I think so. I mean, Goldberg has a spear. Like again, I remember when he spears the Rock the first time, and the Rock sells it like my ribs, like oh, like the whole like I'm bleeding from my chest. That's how the Rock sells it. And Roman's it's again he he's does he's done the barricade spear more than once. Mm-hmm. Again, that's one of his big calling cards. Um, and I think that's maybe why his spear is probably going to be more memorable is because like what he's done it. Um, with and who's who's he done it to? Again, he's done it to the big show. He's done through LeBron, always through like the barricade. Goldberg, he was just spearing. I'd say four or five people at a time. Whenever like there was a big, again, like the NWO, he'd spear like four guys at a time. That's I'd say his big thing is like Goldberg was always super quick with it. Roman Reigns, it was always just kind of like impactful. Yeah, yeah and then, I like, got a better question. Like, What's up? I got a better question, Johnny. Sorry to cut you off. Who sold the spear better? For Edge. Who sold this? Let me let me elaborate more. Who sold yeah. the spear better for their move? And Dolph Ziggler sold it better for Edge. Did he sell it better for Edge or for Roman Reigns? Because I don't remember him ever spearing Goldberg. They had a match at Saudi Arabia. What do you mean? You don't that no, they had a, it was at it was at SummerSlam. You don't remember that spot? Oh my God! They were wait, Goldberg, Goldberg Spear, Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, yes. SummerSlam. <laughs> SummerSlam 2019. It was a Saudi match. It was SummerSlam. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was SummerSlam. Like you talking about? Yeah, that's the best seller. Again, Donnie, you're talking. You're talking to the real stat guy here, the true stat guy. I, hey, 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 hey! Thank you. Hey. Stop him, Donnie, because he about to start getting on that bullshit. I knew he was going to SummerSlam 2019, he speared him. probably speared him like four or six times, maybe. Yeah, he sold the shit out of that guy. Yeah. Damn, I I forgot all about this, bro. But uh, there's a good – it was like early reigns. Dolph Ziggler sells the shit out of the spear. No, remember the edge? He sold that edge one. Like, edge was like 300 pounds, bro. Yeah, yeah, but also edge is like – edge – Edge like I like like Edge is my number one all time because simply because like with his spear, his spear is methodical because because he's like small, he has to wear you down to do it. Goldberg and Roman can just like in a match can just hit and it's over. But for Edge, like as far as storytelling goes, like he needed the edge on a chair, the execution, like he needed all of that before he hit you with the spear to wear you down. He's small. Hey, bro, how forget all about this shit? I know I watched this. That man, Dolph Ziggler, looked like he was about to go to hell after that spear. That was on. That was on the timeline for twelve hours. <laughs> that was on. Gee, if y'all ever having a bad day, I tell people go on YouTube and look at Dolph Ziggler be selling. I think that's the title. There's so many Dolph Ziggler selling videos. If you ever want to just laugh, like, dude, Zack Ryder. He be selling that shit, bro. He, bro. The, he the only person 
that probably ever put over Zach Ryder. Dog, he's what's the name of Zach Ryder move? The Rough Rider. The Rough Rider. The Roman uses now. Yeah, bro. He be selling. He sold that shit so crazy. Like I remember, Dolph Ziggler did like a total like seven twenty on the ground after getting hit with that shit. Yo, they used to be. It's probably not on YouTube now. They, there was a fifty-five minute stunner compilation, video, and I just used to run that shit every. <laughs> and it's just, it's just ridiculous. The, there, there was a switch in music too. It was like thirty. Yeah, there was always like I think uh was it B D J W like eighty six or like he had the pagers like every cutter combination, every uh switch and music compilation. It was just like our it was like minutes, minutes of people doing a switch and music super kick and it'd be like from the indie promotions to WWE. Um Right. Right, but still like but still to this day, that's Sean Michael's move. I don't care what nobody says. Because I nobody <laughs> His move, like I know everybody is su- It's called the Super King now, but like everybody uses that shit. Like it still means something. Sean does. Yeah, it was unique at that point because it was like, really, bro, you just kicking me, even though right. you kicking me hard as shit. It's just like I was saying, you're getting kicked in the fucking chin. No, but it was it was unique to a certain extent, bro, because it's like everybody had a finisher where it's just like, and I mean, mind you, it's because. Shawn Michaels is like the first cruiserweight heavyweight, so to speak, because everybody else are like gorilla press slams and that's that's a real body slams for their finisher and shit. Light heavyweight, they should bring back the light heavyweight title. They have the cruiserweight title. It's it'd be a waste. I mean, it don't mean shit. I keep forgetting the cruiserweight title still around, bro. I forgot all because they have a boring. That's because they have a boring champion. I'm sorry, Santos Escobar is he's boring when he wrestles. The the faction. Oh, remember, I just realized uh, Jordan Devlin is also still the cruiserweight champion. Yeah, but he's 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 canceled, so we can't. Yeah, he's trash. Yeah, he's trash. He about to get another title when he get locked up. (laughs) He's gonna be cruiserweight there. No, I I don't know why they didn't give it to Isaiah. Isaiah got a TV show. Well, he been has Swerve City, but now it's on the network. Give it to give it to uh, Candles Candles Lorraine to just have him walk around with. It. Oh, I thought you were saying give it to Candles Lorraine. I'm like that'd be dope. Hey, that actually, I thought he was saying the same thing, Davis. I'm like, hey, that. Well, I mean, she hard. like she she wrestled in against guys in PWG again. She wrestled Adam Cole for the title. She had a hardcore match in PWG, right? She had multiple matches that were hardcore matches in, in PWG. Yeah, I mean, and got colors. Was... She got yeah, no, she... a couple times. Yeah, a couple again. She took the sweet chin, uh, the super kick from the Young Bucks when they had the tax on the shoe. Um, yeah, no, she when when she used to team up with the Ultimate Problematic and canceled wrestler of all time. Yeah, she used to like take a whole bunch of like dangerous bump, bumps and spots, and she was really the workhorse of the tag team. No, nah, that she ain't the ultimate. I know he referring to that superhero face, bro. She ain't the uh the most canceled person. It's, it's some some canceled people, but we don't need to talk about that. No, you're not saying you're so you're saying that Joey Ryan is the most canceled wrestler of all time. Come on. Nah, it's some people that's more canceled than him. It's, it's worse. It's worse. We don't need to get into it, but no, there's no. some people that's been it's been some people. 
Yeah, I just saw this right now. Damn, man, they really gave this woman color. Like they bladed the shit out of this woman. So if they if they doing Roman and Bill, when do they do? They should do this in the Royal Rumble. Uh, I think I think he's still gonna be dealing with Kevin at Rumble. I mean, if Lesnar coming back, then do that. I want to see Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to do Goldberg versus Reigns at Mania, I'm like, all right. But it's still hope, maybe, in 2022, they be in L.A. so we can get Reigns versus The Rock. But put all three of them in there. I don't know. Do Bill, and Roman, Gold- and Brock. All yeah, of Bill, 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 Roman, Goldberg, Brock, and The Rock. I mean. Duck, well, no, made a four-way with the audience. First off, first off, leave Dwayne at home. He's not doing that. <laughs> yeah, he's still lifting weights trying to get right for Shazam, bro. Oh, I'm sorry. Nah, nah, he's, he's not lifting weights. He's, you know, he's injecting. Come on. Hey, right. Don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that to the guy. I know what you – I understand because, listen, you can't be 50 years old. That swole with no body fat, but still, that's besides the point. Don't don't but do then, that. His, his father passed this year. Don't do him. He's still grieving. Oh, what the fuck kind of excuse is that? <laughs> he's grieving. The, so the soul man is gone. The, the soul yeah. man gone. Man, let him make it. Let him make it. He was yeah. he's been doing this shit. He's been doing this shit for the last 10 years. Yeah, Go hey, ahead. awesome. Like, uh also, funny shit. I don't know who, who you talk, no, uh, I think it was me and another dude on Twitter. Up until the Rock dad passed, I used to tweet, Does the Rock speak to his father? Like, what? <laughs> like, like, do they talk? Like, what happened? Like, what? Like, I don't, like, he just be going on and on about his day. He always talking to his mama. Where is Rocky Johnson? I used to tweet every two weeks, Where is Rocky Johnson? Oh, my God. Where, where is he? Where is it? Up until, up until you know what happened in June. (laughs) How many times was he saying he was black? (laughs) I'm. I mean, I can't really comment on that. But again, like it's always the thing where the the summer when again, hot Luke Hobbs and Fast and the Fury and and Fast Five is a completely different character from Hobbs and Hobbs and Shaw. That's why that's a that movie takes place in another Earth. It does. It does. Davis, uh, when when the when the Fast uh, series completes, I'm gonna need you to join me in saying that the Fast uh, series is better than the MCU series. Oh no, I mean, I would say that now, just because I love the Fast and the Furious more. But it's one A and and one B. Yeah, because because it's like it's like like if you just move it from 08 to 2019, just moving and moving that series is better. It's gonna get spooky. But again, The Rock and Fat and in Fast Five, Hobbs is like calling down Toretto, boy. Like, come on, boy. And then Luke, Luke Hobbs and Hazel Shaw is like, ha, ha, doing the haka. Like, come on, really? They ain't the same guy. No way in hell. You know what's, you know what's crazy? Before he did, before he returned in 2011, and before he did Fast Five, he did Faster. And yeah, I remember Faster's, seeing... a, Faster's a, an okay bad movie. Right. I, I remember seeing Faster, and I was like, I think that was the first time I was like, why is he so big? <laughs> I 
I that just was answered like the first, That was like the first little moment I was like, damn, he got big. What are you doing? He was in that car, big as shit, bro. Mm-hmm. That whole muscle car, like sitting they like a, this, bro. They had to build the car around him. He was that big. It was like I was like, this is not walking tall. This ain't be cool. <laughs> walking tall, bro. Walking tall. Another, another good bad movie. The short, a short movie. Do that movie like an hour and eleven minutes. Yeah, they were like, let's wrap this shit up. But you're just like, he's beating people with four by fours and moving it's on. A, that's like, like uh, walking tall is like how I, how I beat him. It's just a long ass opening. Uh, oh, God, don't even get I got it. All right, so now you, Venom you brought is, up Venom. Venom is the debut episode of HBO Max. Yeah, that's I'm going to leave after Venom talk. I mean, I hate Venom, so. Oh, I hate it too, but it did well. So, <laughs> y'all bugging, man. That's the worst thing. It did well. I remember walking tall. That man had that two by four like he was hacksaw, hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yeah, he wasn't saying ho, though. That's the thing. Bro, it was just... Just... They opened a hole in his chest. Remember them boys? Mm-hmm. He tried to be in there being tough. He came back, they opened that man's chest cavity up. Yeesh. In 2020, Walking Tall would have been a seven episode series. That's, that's what it would have been. been super trash. That would have been the worst. Yeah, trash say, the you, you can't make seven episodes out of that. It just would have been like two episodes of him would have just been like healing up. Again, they do a montage of him like getting back into shape while Zero from Holes is like, all right, you can do it, Unc. Like Dwayne Johnson yeah. got five seasons out of Bowl. Five. He could have got seven episodes. But again, the last season of Ballers, I haven't seen it, but they just like from what I heard, he's just in the car talking on the phone because it's like he's on a studio, <laughs> he's on a set, he's on a set with a green screen behind him, being like, "We gotta pay Patrick Mahomes." Uh, that is a ridiculous. It's the it's it's the most ridiculous bad TV show. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> shout out to John David Washington. Yeah, yeah. shout out to Denzel Washington. I thought we was gonna make it a week without talking about him. We gotta get him <laughs> on the show, bro. Um, they call this man, man. We talk about this man every week. We gotta get him on the show. Like, I, hey, Donnie, this is all I told Davis. So I want to ask him, like, bro. So I know the stories about you know historical black colleges, but I need to know your story, bro. Because, like, I know you wasn't telling people you was Denzel's son, but you had moments where females found out you was Denzel's son, and I know you was straight, bro. Yeah. Oh, the fun, the funniest thing is him saying, uh, like he would he would tell us he was telling Denzel about roles or like achievements he didn't make and like acting. And Denzel would just, would just belittle that shit. He'd be like, All right. Yeah, <laughs> like I do this shit too. I, yeah, I gotta I mean, get going. Yeah, I gotta get going, right, guys. Thanks. Is. Peace. Yeah, peace, man. All right, bro. All right. But nah, like, bro, like, I, he's, well, yeah. after, I went to the, I didn't know he was really doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was good. Nah, but, uh, uh, Denzel, uh, you know the movie The Great Debater? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, that's, like, I went to, that's the, I went to the college that movie was about. So, yeah, so, like, he would come, come, like, with the Team, he always donated to the team. so he would come like every so often. Like he come and like had, like, but only certain people be allowed in there. Like people other than like, he beat it. He beat it. And like I haven't seen Tenet yet. Oh, get ready, bro. 
if you heard the episode and I talked about it, you gotta, like I said, you gotta be tapped in, bro, to the ancestors when you watch that. I got his attention. Christopher Nolan is upset. <laughs> he is mad. I mean, after, you know, retrospect, after we talked about it, me and Davis, I started thinking about it. I'm like, well, he's not going to really get his cut from it. But it's the same thing right now with streaming artists. Like, bro, you never really yeah. get his cut from it. So It's like, uh, it's like 20, remember 2014 in the music industry? Mm-hmm. Well, like there was like there was like no big albums until Four Zills Drive, and like then 2015 was like the first because 2015 was like the first test of big art, the big artists putting out music and shit with with half sales and half streams. 2016 was the second year. Then 2017, by 2017, like it was just all streams, no physical sales. I think that's what the movie that's what the movie industry is going through. But I also think it's gonna last longer than the streaming. I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be I think it's for 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 a lot for a while it's gonna be like it's gonna like it's gonna be some success with like you can go see this movie in the theaters and you can go see it at home. Like I think it's gonna be even. But we'll see. When Warner Brothers, you know, next year we'll see. I think it's gonna be more even. So it's the same thing I said to, I think I said it to Davis. I don't know who I said it to. Oh, no, I was talking to uh, Nico Craig-Vierz. So the thing is, like, because he, he said he got a collection of WrestleMania DVDs. And wrestling DVDs still sell because in the South, in the deep parts of the South, you know what I mean? Everybody don't have the internet connection. Like People can't get, you know, and then if they do try to get internet, they got to use direct TV, and that shit is bull. So Trash. you can't really stream stuff. So they still buy physical copies of, like, movies, TV shows, music, etc. Like, the hard-selling artists, like, I told him, the reason why the Garth Brooks and all these other country singers make millions and millions of dollars, like, you don't hear none of them talking about I'm down bad during mm-hmm. the, the pandemic because – the South makes up most of America anyway. Yeah. And yeah. those people, like, you know what I mean, that go to Walmart, they go and buy physical copies of these albums because they don't know about no Spotify and Tidal and stuff like that. They're like, I'm going to buy the actual hard copy from Walmart for $9.99 still, and then there's no mm-hmm. state taxes on it. It's just sales tax, which is, which is fine. So they always sell the most, like country singers. It's going to be the same yeah. thing with movies. It's just, you know, they're going to buy the movies that they want, and then everybody else is just streaming it like us. That's in the modern era, and there's no problem with that. So they still going to get their money, but now it's up to these directors when they make a project that's coming out. They'd be like, hey, I need my back cut from this project because I know now everything is about to go to streaming because shit, Disney, we see what they're doing now. They said, well, shit, that's what y'all doing, Warner? I we gonna do, and I don't know everything that entails. And you could tell me more about what's going on with all these TV shows. Like everything is, it seems like it's going to theaters, but certain things are going to Disney Plus. Something like that. I just, I was just reading a little bit of shit, but I gotta, uh, I gotta, I gotta tap into really deep. All I seen was fifteen new Star Wars, like ten new 
became part of it. Like it was just a, it was just a bunch of numbers. I was like, oh, okay, they just doing what they normally do when they like when they do that shit. Like, <laughs> when every every time Disney does their little MMG press conference, like it just be a bunch of shit, shit laid out on the table. So like, yeah. right? But now you right. We got this. We we got like, this. We know you gonna watch it. Oh, you want to see yeah. a Buzz Lightyear original movie? Man, we got this for you as well. It's like, bro, mm-hmm. y'all ain't even telling us when this shit coming out, but people still fiending for it. Fam, like, I don't think, like, fam, like, I just, like, like, the last, Phase 4, 2019, like, like, Eternals, and, like, Shang-Chi, and all that shit, like, like, that's, it's gonna be, like, now, because of the pandemic, it's gonna be hard to get that, like, get that across, because this was the year to, like, prep all that. Like, Eternals was supposed to come out last month around this time, mm-hmm. and so, with the pandemic, like I feel like they was gonna kick all that into gear after Black Widow, like they normally. But like now, since we waiting on Black Widow, waiting on Black Widow, it's gonna be hard to introduce a new set of characters. Yeah, but you see, they ain't say nothing about stopping Spider Man Three. They said pandemic or not, this shit about to come out. And they doing the Royal Rumble of uh, <laughs> of Spider. Of Spider Verse. Yeah, we got everybody. We got Metallic Spider. We got Spider Man twenty forty nine. Right. Who else you want? We got Spider Pig. I'm like, bro, yeah, that's what it need to be. Spider Man three is the Royal Rumble, the real. Yeah. No Miles Morales. Look like. Yeah. Like, like they 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 still they 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 still Miles Morales whole plot. Miles just. Yeah, with bro, I still I'm still going by my take. They're gonna make this shit. And David said, I'm thinking about uh Roger Rabbit S. I feel like they're gonna do some animated and live action shit. They're gonna make it like Space Jam. Mm-hmm. I, I, I trust me, Sony gonna want their money too. Because you know what I mean? Or maybe this is a way for Sony to Sony to get their money because obviously if they gonna have Toby McGuire and Andrew Garfield in it. Those were like the Spider-Mans before they went to Marvel. So, but I think they're gonna have Miles Morales in it. You can't fuck that up because that's my favorite Spider-Man movie into the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. Shit, you know what I mean? Too bad uh Shamik, Shamik up here, he was cooning. We ain't forget, boy. We ain't oh, no, forget. No, no. We did we did we did. And that's very ridiculous. That, that is just that is just ridiculous. That shit. I'm like, damn, bro, wait, Raekwon out here wilding. <laughs> nah, that can't, that can't be, that can't be the nigga that made the purple tape. You can't. Nah, nah, I'm a boy. Only built for Coon Links, and we're talking about, let me, I'm talking about <laughs> the actor. I'm not talking about Raekwon the chef. I don't want no problems when I go to New York. Oh, no, 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 I'm talking about, I want no smoke, but I don't want no smoke, if that makes sense. I still have not seen the Wu Tang series. Probably because they Bro, that shit fire. I was going through it, bro. Like, <laughs> it's hard for me to binge watch like TV shows. I was binge watching that motherfucker. Shit, like, you was you right about the South, but like, Big Chris said this. Like, Big Chris said this. I think they asked him on the breakfast club. Like, everybody, everybody be wondering where Mississippi and he, where Mrs. 
like, no, he was like, Charlamagne was like, everybody look at you different. He was like, yeah, but people don't, people don't go to Mississippi. Like, it's a lot of rappers that don't go to Mississippi. And that's why, like, rappers don't go to me. And that's when I realized, like, what's the, that's when I realized, like, how much rap, how, how much rappers that are from the South don't go down there. Because I started to look at a lot of, a lot of tour dates. So usually, so in a music cycle, Big artists like so Kendrick put out an album. He gonna, tour. he gonna hit the major cities, and then because he's from California, he gonna hit a lot of them twice, and then he's gonna go overseas for it. But at no point would Kendrick Lamar ever do a show in Alabama. He ain't not in Alabama. He, if he do a show in North Carolina, it's gonna be a show. He might not. He's not going to. He's not going to South Carolina, even though there's a stadium there for him to perform. But like most rappers do those rounds, they do the major cities and then they go overseas. Like uh, Big Crit, he does the major cities. He goes overseas and then he does a whole nother tour just in the south. Right. That's just in the south, and so like, like you write about the movie shit, like. Like it's like it's still people in my family with DVD players that still buy DVD. Yo, buying tenant on DVD is nasty. Buying anything on DVD. Still, <laughs> like unless you're about to buy some old, like you know when you got little kids and you ain't got cable, you just put on Blues Clues and put it on DVD. Right. That's cool because they don't really care. But you know, obviously they got YouTube now. But once again, everybody doesn't have good reception or Wi-Fi. Yeah. But watch it, Tenet, bruh, on there, it's equivalent to what they keep talking about when people playing Cyberpunk on, like, the base PS5 or PS4 with, with 500 gigabytes on it. I ain't. Those, it, like, I'm a, I'm a gamer, but, like, there's, there's certain games I know I'm going to play to complete. There's also certain games. I'm going to just watch the walkthrough. Cyberpunk is that. I don't know. <laughs> I got to see what the fuck that shit is. I don't know what it is. Like I don't know what it's about. Like the whole promo, the whole promo for the game is bitch. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, that's because the weirdos on Twitter doing that, bro. The incels is tripping. It ain't even incels. I'm seeing niggas doing it too. I'm like, bro, what is going on? Like, why is Twitter? Like, I understand people ain't getting ass right now, which is weird <laughs> because we all, you know, what I mean, in the crib. So you would think people want to have consensual sex, but it's just now. Like, people just sexually obsessed on Twitter. Like, bro, why is you showing this aspect of the game? Like, this is the only aspect. Like, I know the graphics and the, the texture mapping is bad right now because, obviously, they just got tired of the incels going crazy. Like, well, they keep pushing it back. Well, y'all shouldn't have given more time so we wouldn't have these issues. But, like, to me, the story, I, I got to read the story. Like, I've been knowing about the games for years. Like, I think they announced the shit, like, 2012. But when they showed the demo two years ago, I was all in. So I played a little bit of it earlier because I, I got my copy. And so far, I'm, I'm really fucking with it. It reminds me of Deus Ex, if you ever pay, played Deus Ex back in the day. I know about it. Yeah, I think they even admitted that they got a lot of aspects from Deus Ex. But Deus Ex was like the first person RPG, first person shooter, so to speak. So it's a lot of those aspects that takes place in the future. 
Only thing is they don't have duck and cover like the latest DSX that came out on the PS4, which you can get for like 10 bucks. But otherwise than that, like, yeah, don't – I would say try it out when the PS5 and the Xbox Series X version comes out because this version right now, unless they put out a patch, it's like, yeah. I mean, but me, I play games for games. I don't really care about graphics. You know. Yeah, same I'm like I'm not, but I ain't. Not, I'm gonna just watch. I'm gonna just see. I'm gonna just look, see, see cool shit. You want to talk about the Keith Lee doc? Yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, another guy who you know what Keith Lee probably got it on PC. So our problems isn't his problems because you know he is a PC gamer. That man, if you don't know, before we get into the doc, he was on Lillian Garcia's uh, podcast a couple months ago. And that man was like, yeah, I build, I build my own computers. And she said, I forgot what she said to him. He was like, you know how he is. He's like, well, I'm kind of a nerd. So like, yeah, he's, yeah, he reminded me of my like, older brother, my older cousin. It was never on PC shit. It was never on you know, tech and street body. He had a lot of So he reminded me of my older brother. Well, too, you know, I, you talked about it, I think, a little bit. You, or we was on the Zoom. Shouts out to the Zoom from the Discord. And oh yeah, OG Rock, Big Rock, Big Bro was talking about it. And it's the same thing I said. It was like, oh okay, you could tell he'd been a good kid his whole life. And mm-hmm. then, when I, then when I saw his pops, I was like, okay, it's a reason because I know his pops seemed like this cool laid back dude, but I know his pops got strong ass hands, and he probably like Keith did one thing. Keith probably couldn't even cuss outside, yeah. away from the house. He's like, boy, if I catch you cussing, and even if you ain't at the house, I'm gonna lay fire to you. Yeah, yeah. Like you could like I could I could tell I can tell how some niggas were raised based on the girl. So when I see that, when I saw that he was dating me and him, I was like, oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. That, <laughs> that makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. Only thing uh that's a negative towards her family, her pops is the feds. Ah, he is. Is the thing. Yeah, I'm like, I mean, you know, we all need a job, but that's the wrong job, my brother. And they was and they was in Riverside too. If people don't know too much about Riverside, being me from LA, I know a lot about Riverside. Yeah, that they 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 go by different principles out there. I was in uh I was in Riverside this summer for a job. It was just nothing but orange. I was just like, oh this is <laughs> Yeah, it's nice. Like, if you want to live in L.A., I tell people, if you want to buy a house, go to Riverside, go to Chino Hills outside there, San Bernardino, something like that. Go out there if you want to just have a house because I would do the same thing, and that's what I want to do. But, you know, they 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 live by different rules because it's a, it's a suburb, so. Yeah. It's, yeah, like, I, like we, we was working on a motherfucking house. Yeah, this is spacious because we had, we had went from L.A. to Riverside. LA was just first of all, LA was empty, but uh, it was cluttered. Then we went to Riverside. I was like, "Oh, okay, this is this is shit spacious." Yeah, that's always been the case because I had people that lived out there. We go from crowded ass, dirty LA, and then we go to Riverside. We're like, damn, they got cows out here. Mm-hmm. Like, if you yeah. go being from LA, if you go out there for the first time, that shit seems like it's like a different country. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, but Keith's, you know the yeah. Bucks of Youth, real quick, my fault. You know the Bucks of Youth 
They from Riverside. They are? I thought they were from like Mississippi or something. <laughs> Bro, I thought as well when I first my boy, which is the co-host of this show, uh, he told me about that. He was like, Yeah, you know they from Riverside. I'm like, because his uh wife Apparently, she saw them wrestle like a long time ago. Like, bro, they was wrestling at swap meets. Mm-hmm. So I was like, me too. I thought they was from. They look like they from like. I thought they was from Milwaukee or something. The Bucks youth or young Bucks, whatever. It, but no, nah, they from I don't, Riverside. Mm-hmm. Nah, they'll get it. They'll get like, like Riverside as well. That's, she looks like. My, my fault. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, because they said she built from Orange County, but I'm like, that makes sense. But I'm like, no, nah, I'm gonna go with the Riverside part. But now, like, like the dope thing about the doc was Keith's mom be loving wrestling. I loved she was just like before he was born, we used to go see the bar there. I was like, oh, that's fine. That's fine. And then his his dad being this uh this yes sir no no sir ass nigga. <laughs> no, the, the perm told me everything. I was like, he definitely that like, bro, you can't say nothing else to him. Like, don't call him yeah. by his last name. Like, if you even if you like, I I know he definitely used to call cuss out telemarketers, bro. <laughs> that was the highlight of his Saturday morning. You call him, uh, Mister Lee. We have a collection. Get off my damn phone. Yes, sir. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Like, if you don't say yes, sir, after he cuts you out, he probably cuts you out a little bit longer just to get that yes, sir, out of you. It, like, like, everything about his dad. Like, he stopped playing football, and then, like, his dad wasn't happy about it. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. That makes yeah, make total sense. That's some Southern shit, though. Yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's really some Southern Cause they be them uh the white boys too when they quit football they they dads be trying to disown them yeah and they don't really want you to be a quarterback too in the south like if you go a white quarterback like that's cool I mean you know what I mean because depending on the dad but for the most part if you ain't if you build like him and you decide to be something other than a defensive end they disown you mm-hmm. or lineman like or Big ass bubba ass lineman. Cornbread face. I did not know that Forbes, I didn't know Forbes and ESPN was talking about Keith before he got signed. That was crazy. Oh, I didn't know that either. Until the yeah, like, yeah, like I didn't know. I was like, wait, he got those articles? He got those kind of articles before he got signed to just off the digest, man? Crazy. You know what though? I didn't hear anything. This is me just this is how my mind works, especially late at night. In an alternate universe, if he probably looked different, I'm not this is not a knock, this is not me talking about another man's look. But we know how WWE you gotta have a certain type of look, or unless you're gonna work, mm-hmm. a, you know what I mean, you're gonna be not on TV that much. And that's because, once again, a sports entertainment. I think people fail to realize that uh, Vince said to Ted Turner a long time ago, I'm not in the wrestling business. I'm in the sports entertainment industry. But I think about this. I'm like, dog, what if in the alternate universe, Willie Mack was in that position? Hey. Because Willie Mack just as good as Keith Lee, bro. Yeah. 
He's not like, as fast as Keith Lee, but he's just as athletic and he can work as well. Also, also he, him signing, like him being in the E in like 2018 as opposed to 2009 is better for him because because that was before the funk that was before the Funkosaurus and Lord Tinder. <laughs> So so we so we got to see Big Brothers Clay on NXT go from Big Brothers Clay on NXT to the Funkosaurus. Uh, somebody called my mom, and then we got to see which I I, I this is my I hate this episode of Raw to this day. Albert come back as Lord Tenzai and get put like like and just get pushed in a program with John Cena, and then. Those two, those two get put together as tons of fun, trash. So we got to see those two big motherfuckers like be silly, and then we got to see another group of big motherfuckers like kind of be mid, kind of be silly too. So Keith, Keith as a big man who can move, is like it's fresh, like it's fresh and it's acceptable because we didn't see the bullshit. Because if Keith would have got signed in 2009, he would have been, he would have been with Brothers Clay, Lord Tenzo, dancing and shit with Naomi. Yeah, they would have definitely had that man dressed in like Adam Rose or some shit. He he would have been a member of the Rose Book. Definitely. He definitely was. And you know what's crazy? This is how great life is. The biggest blessing that come from Brothers Clay was Naomi. You just said it. Like, fam. That woman was an extra. From her to go from an extra to the Hall of Fame, sometimes you can't make shit up. You know, Cameron was fine too, but she had cool. Not gonna, not gonna That's what I'm about to say, bro. That's why I didn't even want to give her no, you know. You, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? She, I didn't even want to give her no clout because she opened about the coonery. That's the problem. Who hurt? I was hurt. It's just with her, it's like, bro, who hurt you for you to really just <laughs> turn and chip up the Super Saiyan 2? I was just like, I was just like, oh, oh man. I was hurt. I was just like, ah. Oh. But yeah. Yeah. yeah bro, that's I'm the blessing. Hurt. I'm still hurt. <laughs> I'm still hurt Alicia Fox, bro. I'm like, I be you know how I be talking. I be talking about Alicia Fox too in the Discord. I'm like, bro, you know, I just wish. I be having moments where I just wish. Twelve years, never got fired, never got released. <laughs> well, I'm about to say some wild shit. We know why, but you know, yeah. I just wish she come home, bro. Oh, that's hilarious. Hey, apparently she was a scam artist, though. Oh, Alicia Fox. That's what uh, I ain't gonna tell who my sources are because you know she's from uh up north from Florida, if I'm not mistaken. She's from Jacksonville. But apparently she was out here. Uh, she was the original city girl. Oh, that's hilarious. That sounded about it. That, that's, that don't sound unbelievable. You can't listen, man. She got a green eyes. She too damn pretty. She definitely scamming. Yeah, that, that sounded about right. But now, like, but now, like, everybody, like, everybody, like, like, I don't like, like they was they they stood on Twitter trying to rush Keith to be WWE champion, and I was just like, I like that I like that match with him, Bobby, because that is 
I feel like that's a nice feud, just him and Bobby for the U.S. title, because I feel like he should hold hold a mid-card title for a little bit before he go get the big WWE title. Just for a little bit, not that long, but a little bit. I'm with you, bro. Like, the U.S. title was put on, or the U.S. champion was wrestling Sami Zayn at Survivor Series. I'm like, damn. I forgot Bobby Lashley, the good boy, had the U.S. title. Right, because it's like, because when I seen that match, I was like, well, that's who should take the title off Bobby. By the end, by the, how the match ended. MVP, like getting Bobby disqualified, like just, just the finish of that match, I was like, well, that should be a feud right there. Just right there. But I, they probably want to protect the her business for a little bit longer. Just for a little bit longer. I don't know why, but they, I, I, I don't mind. It. I don't know. protect, protect black men and black women. Yeah. You know, that's still my favorite faction right now in the business. I just hate that they t-shirts are still trash, but I think, you know, that's because the man is holding them back. Yeah. I think that's why they don't have no fire t-shirt. Cause they know that motherfucker's stale. That shit. They, the niggas look like alphas when they come out. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> hey, yeah, you know, <laughs> You already know Daddy be wilding. She right. be close. She be close to the monitor like uh, Bart Simpson be close to the TV. Oh yeah, she be she be she be rocked up when her real TV. Cause she not low no more. If it's one great thing that came out this year, everybody be like, "All right, bro, the jig is up." Because I be seeing, you know, not to put her business out there, but you know, who's listening? <laughs> uh, and then you can look at it as well, bro. I be seeing her on Bobby Lashley page. I seen her on a couple other black workers page, but she be on Bobby Lashley page while, and I'm like, not going full while, but she be saying things. I'm like, all right, I see yeah, that. Yeah, that clip on Total Divas. Uh, her sister talking about Big E. I'm just like, this. This Danville did not. He did. He did not approve of this. This is not. Not work so hard for this. I told my co-host on this show, I said, hey, bro, what a gym like, hey, can I come back, guys, just for one day so I could talk to them? <laughs> Let me come back one day just to straighten this out. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, because I'm like, bro, yo, huh? the thing is, when you see the full clip, I'm like, bro, TJ right there, well, before he came back into the shot, and I'm like, bro, he had to see this, like, after it happened, of course. But she talked. She talking about she got to cool off too. I'm like, bro, you that man TJ broke his neck for this bullshit. TJ, TJ, that's that's all I get out of it. Hey, that's why he be smiling that hard. He trying to mask his pain. Like, somebody on Twitter was like, he probably fuck both of them. I was like, fuck both both Danny and I was like, I wouldn't put it past those two. I wouldn't put it. Those are, those are the Anvil's dogs. You know, Jim used to, used to sniff that poopy love pack. <laughs> so, I love it. I love it. So That's why I'm that shit about Brett, bro. Brett, everybody's talking about he, was, he wasn't he was an A to the Z guy. Fam, really? <laughs> you know the people he was around? You gonna sit up here and he was around Sonny that, man. Don't let me get started on her. He was around her. You mean to tell me she and then he was pussy whipped just like Shawn Michaels. You mean to tell me he just up here just hitting, you know, racist pussy without doing blow? 
Sonny, Sonny is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Like I, somebody, I think Rob O'Neill said said that when we go research. Apparently, she like did an interview and she talked about she talked about Dolph fucking up for like nine hours. <laughs> I remember that, bro. And Dolph like, didn't even say that's cat. Dolph, Dolph said he was like Dolph. Then, then somebody was like, "This somebody was like, yeah, I don't put it past Dolph. Dolph came to shoot." So, <laughs> yeah, so, when that man was trying to get on his comedy route, when he was like, "Man, I'm yeah, gonna yeah," Blake Griffin and Dolph Ziggler was trying to be was trying to get a Netflix special for like two years. I don't know <laughs> why. They was trying to get a Netflix special out of this for about two about two solid years. And then uh and then I think they uh and then uh and then they put Dolph with Drew and he just stopped playing. Yo, every time Dolph tried to leave WWE, I feel like Vince or Bruce like, nah bro, you good, just stay a little while longer. Yeah, he, man, I just I like I'll never forget when Dolph Ziggler. I was like, this is wait, this is Nikki from the Spirit Squad. What the fuck? Kenny. Hey, remember they uh little quadruple finisher they used to have? They used to throw motherfuckers in the air. Such suspect, just mad suspect, just mad, just mad buffoonery going on. Oh, look, look, I look. 06, 07 WWE is the dark times. Dark, just dark times. I'm going to keep saying it because they was getting beat by TNA. But they keep calling me a madman. I keep trying to tell people. John Cena was in a program with Kevin (laughs) Federline. Damn. That's right. That's right after uh, he lost the title at One Night Stand, right, to Rob Van Dam? Yeah, then like he got it back, and then like eight, six months later, he was in the program with the greatest freeloaded white, the, the greatest freeloading Caucasian of all time. Kevin Federline, the goat, and Scott Dizzy. Scott Dizzy will never eclipse Kevin Federline. Never. No, nah, because Scott come from, uh, you know, he come from blood money, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Kevin Federline got children with Britney Spears and Shaw Jackson. That you can't, you can't top that. You can't top that. You can't top. You talking about? You talking about low white people? Taylor Park trash. Listen, listen. You talk about the all time come up. I need a biopic, bro. We need a Kevin Federline biopic. Fuck eight mile. We needed that. Give me a podcast. Give me like three, four podcasts. I need to know how he did it. I think he got new baby moms too. Probably. Probably. And he's still getting child support. He getting child support yeah, from Britney. Hey, man. The kids he getting child support and Britney, Britney Spears don't have control of her music. It, it, he just win it. Like, what? <laughs> just win it. Dog, I be feeling bad for her. I'm like, this woman may hit me one more time and Pop's like, you ain't never leaving me and you still got to pay child support to your baby father. You ain't you getting some money from your royalties, but you ain't really getting the money you supposed to. She on the real Taylor Taylor Swift out here crying about her deal. Nah, Britney Spears got like a death row type deal. Yeah, 
Yeah, her, her little sister got pregnant. They had to cancel the show. <laughs> yeah, the little sister got pregnant at what, like 16? 15? Yeah, it was like 07. Oh, they said Mississippi uh, roots. She ain't, she ain't tell nobody. Nickelodeon was like, oh, oh, they found out and it was like, oh, this shit over. Nah, you can't do that. Jimmy Lynn blew that bag. But that's how you, you could blow that bag. Like, I'm a, oh, man, Britney Spears is my sister, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, she, like she don't got to work. Well, they did a re, they did like this pop up reunion Zoom shit like about a month ago, like the cast of that show. But like, nah, she ain't really have to work again because like her sister like sold like a hundred million records after her first two albums. Like, they, the family good. Oh, they pimping the. Oh my god, I feel bad for Brittany for real, for real, bro. This is shoot. They pimping this woman out, like, bro. I can't support you as well. Right. You know what? You know what else is crazy? Like Scarlet Witch is like Mary Kay Nash's little sister. Yeah, that's the good milk. Because the other yeah. two, I don't know what the fuck happened <laughs> to them. They, yeah, they like, yeah, like one, one, like uh, wasn't oh Elizabeth Olsen. Like she is a classic example of like. A younger sibling looking at that older sibling and going, I ain't doing none of that shit. Them niggas crazy. <laughs> like, they tripping. <laughs> she she no. just looked at them and was like, oh, y'all tripping. I'm about to go get this money over here. I'm about to go to acting class. I'm about to... <laughs> she was like, I'm about to be good. Y'all over there in Paris smoking, smoking cigarettes. I'm not, not. I'm about to go to acting class. And like, yeah. They look like ancient Siamese kitty cats. Fam. Nah, they got bread though. They do got bread. Hey, them books were selling. Remember, they had TV shows. They had yeah. books. Yeah, Full but in the fact, like that was small yeah. compared to what they got. You know, off off books. Yeah, and shit. yeah, like in the they got all that, and then like they just was they just was grinding in the fashion world overseas. Like they stay in London, so like so like they got they got the bag, but they just like they grew up too fast. Hey, they parents must have had them on the 360 deal as well. That's why they were stressed out. Yeah. Like they they ate so bad. I think they was hot boxing cigarettes. They they uh yeah, they did. They was hot boxing cigarettes, they was anorexic, bulimic, which is crazy because like because like you you can't even you don't even hit you don't even see nobody that's anorexic or bulimic Just they just got ass shot. Like all the white girls got ass shot. <laughs> like hey, back then, the, yeah, back then the white girls were just boning what eat. All the white girls got ass shot. All of them. Hey man, back in the day, what was that Eddie Griffin said that I from back in the day before a white woman had ass, they had they had backs that was like ironing boards. They was built like like Taylor Swift is like the last white woman to be built like a white woman. Yeah, like fam, like Sydney Sweeney. If you saw somebody built like Sydney Sweeney in like nineteen ninety six, they would have killed her. Uh, yeah, you they'd call her fat. <laughs> or or that. Yeah, they'd call her oh, yeah. fat. That was fat in nineteen ninety six. Don't mind what I said. Yeah, yeah oh, they would have did that. They, they would have did that too. But, yeah, they would have said down by the lake you go, but they definitely yeah. would have called her fat, bro. But know, then but, about- but, yeah, but then but like, but then but like, then like, 
Like the panga was the the, the panga side was crazy in the nineties. Oh, we have this talk. Let's talk about it then. Hey, how she was built in the nineties. Crazy. Like how she looked. How she looked a white girl with, with thick lips, bruh. Listen, listen. That's not that's abnormal. It's abnormal. It's not supposed to be like Bro, I was a shorty and I knew something was different. Yeah. What's I old? Uh, yeah. Uh, Hayden Panettiere. She different too. <laughs> Look, you see, I had to switch to Avatar. I got right right now. <laughs> we going in the middle talk, so I definitely like. Okay, it's about that time. Let me yeah. break my chip up in little pieces, like it's a burnt out SIM card. Nah. Yeah, but Panga nah, was bad, bro. Topanga back in the day, I was like I said, I was a shorty watching Boy Meets World, and I was like, mm-hmm. nah, something different here. Yeah, it's a wrestling fan. It's a wrestling podcast, well, so to speak, today. But uh, she a wrestling fan, wasn't she on Kofi, Kofi and them podcast on the new? Yeah, 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 she she was uh, she was a surprise because she was a surprise for Xavier, I think, on his birthday. So like they was just doing the podcast, and she just popped up. <laughs> he just couldn't speak. Oh, the black quagmire! I, I know he. Yeah, was he was just he just couldn't speak. I I'd have been shocked too. You just surprised me with the pain. I was like, whoa, hey, prep me for this, nigga. Hold up. Nah, don't prep me, cause listen, <laughs> that's the day we get canceled. <laughs> Soon as she come on the screen, boy, I'm about to be grown man. Shit, Lil Wayne, the Carter two <laughs> song. But like, but yeah, bro. Like on on the uh, the the Foley Bray shit. I just like motherfuckers be mad at Bray. I just be like, like Bray remind me of Mick. So like, the people not like Mick? So. <laughs> no, we love Mick. Like like I said, he and my top five. Even though he shouldn't be, because he said nigga on stage. Y- y'all can do y'all Google. So I'm indecisive how I feel about that. And at this point. Being a wrestler fan, you just like everybody racist. Even the black, yeah. <laughs> even the black workers, you like everybody racist. But I love it. Like, bro, especially this year, show that shit. But with, with Mick, I based on, and you know, I, I do it like with music in a sense. Even though with music, I'm a little bit more lenient, just because we're in a different area and everybody think you put out one great album as a classic. But in wrestling mm-hmm. sports, you gotta have a moment. Or you gotta have the accolades. Mm-hmm. Like in sports, you can say, even if people want to debate about Tom Brady, LeBron, people like that, it's like, bro, it's right there. You can hate it or love it, but it's right there. So with Mick, because he has years before he even got to WWE and he was killing it in Japan, like you know, like you and Davis was saying in the beginning, they did call him a glorified stuntman. Yes, but at the same time, he got a classic. I watched it during quarantine. He had those New Japan, not New Japan, I'm sorry, but he had those uh, extreme death matches in Japan. Him and Terry Funk. And Terry mm-hmm. Funk was like 100 at that point, I think. Terry Funk is another one. He's going to have to go by his own hand. Him and Ric Flair on that list, of they're going to have to go by their own hand because they might not never die. I'm very surprised yeah. Terry Funk is still alive. Him yeah, and Dor- I was. I was, I was, I thought Lex Luger died in like 07. <laughs> I did not know he was still alive until like a year ago. He was almost out of here. Remember, he had that stroke. 
or he got mm -hmm. he got disabled. I think he walking now too. Yeah. So like with Mick, I I do understand like the moment. Like like I always say, ninety seven when my brother started. But what made me stay in the wrestling is mankind winning the title. It's like I say all the time, like that moment, you don't get Daniel Bryan at Mania. You don't get Kofi at Mania. You don't get Kevin Owens winning the universal title without mankind winning that title. Like those guys, you don't get those guys. Like you could have got Chris Jericho without that moment. It's kind of different. Like Eddie, Eddie, Eddie too. Like they're kind of different. You know? That you know the the dude who murdered his family. I don't know who that, but that guy. He could be. He, he, you know, you would have got that moment. You know? But Mick, he's like, he's the he's the he's the first outcast. He's the first like oddball. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you would think you would think like Bob Backlund would be an oddball. You would think. Fucking hacksaw Jim Duggan would be an I think Doink Pound would be an but I think they're just wrestling characters. Mick doesn't like Mick looks like, and the way he talks, like the way he talks uh, about wrestling and stuff, he just, he, he's, the way he talks about wrestling makes him look like an Abba because he loves it so much. Like, and, you know what I'm saying? Like, you get Daniel Bryan, he loves wrestling. So much. His favorite wrestler is Dean fucking Malenko. So like, I don't always say like without, without. What is it? What the shit? May fourth, ninety nine, or April fourth, ninety nine. Without that moment, you don't get a lot of. You know, you don't get the, the Daniel Bryan. You know, you don't get yeah because that moment like built a a story like a like a like a, a storyline. Yeah, it built a story that you can like pull from. So like, so like, so like Daniel Bryan's uh, road to WrestleMania thirty was built by Mankind winning thirty. So like, same with Kofi Mania. It's like a it's a, it's a story you could pull from the underdog, the full babyface. I still think Sami Zayn could could go that route as a babyface, like winning the WWE title, like. In an uproar as a baby face, I still think he be because of like COVID. So like I understand the moments of Mick, but when but Bray, it's like his character is totally different. So I'm trying to figure out. I've always tried to figure out: is it because he's seen as this all world being, and Mick was more like the, you know, what I'm saying. The G Wiz nigga who just took all the crazy bumps is it is it because of that or is because like Bray's <laughs> probably a better like like attitude era Mick Foley Bray's probably on par with him as a, as a worker but I, I I think it's probably just different it's probably tongue in cheek you know what I'm saying so I just be I just because they be cause they be mad at the team and I'm just like what you mad at the team for like you was mad at the team. You've been mad at mankind. You've been mad at Cactus Jack. Okay. Uh, here's my perspective on that. So, uh, and then I'll do the comparison of what we're talking about right now. But let me put over Mick. So, 
with Mick, it's always been in Japan, I'm Cactus Jack. WCW, I'm Cactus Jack. ECW, I'm Cactus Jack. I go to WWE, which was then WWF. I become Mankind. I get, you know, a manager and Paul Bear. But then I went from that to do love. And then from that, I brought back Cactus Jack against Triple H on Raw, who was a known mm -hmm. character. And then that pop let people know. And this is before internet. So if you knew who Cactus Jack was at that moment, he was like, oh, okay. So you saw him in ECW in New Japan by a cassette tape, or you just heard, you read it in an article, or you, you somehow saw it back then. But so it was all those characters that he brought to the main stage, which he's supposed to do in WWE. Mm. And the promos were different. Now, with Bray, it's like, okay, I'm Bray, and I'm wrestling Randy Orton in a fucking sweater, but I still have hints of the Fiend. All right. Then when I turn to the Fiend, it's like, okay, I'm this totally whacked out character that won't sell shit. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. And that's where it loses me because – I think Bray is cool, and I use the term cool loosely because I liked him when he was, you know, originally talking about Sister Abigail and all that, when it was the Wyatt family. That shit was fire to me, those promos. But then when he became just Bray Wyatt by himself with a fucking 4X sweater, it was like, all right, that's straight too, but it don't move me because when you cut these promos, you turn back and forth to The Fiend, but more so now it's like it's The Fiend without the mask. Then mm -hmm. when you become the Fiend, it's this dry ass character who I saw a year ago and it was like, at that point, it was like, all right, it's straight, but that fucking Lancer don't scare me no more and it shouldn't scare anybody no more because it got the head. It worked that one time with Seth Rollins and then after that, it kind of got stale to me. Or I should say, after the Firefly Funhouse, that's when it was like, all right, we could kind of just put this to rest and bring it back every now and then. And you, I, you know, you know what I, you know what I thought early on in the Firefly Funhouse. Mm -hmm. I said, Bo should do the Firefly Funhouse. Like, like there should be no, there should, there should be, like what Bray Wyatt is doing in the Bray Wyatt should be Bray Wyatt should strictly be the, fiend. and I always say like if you just have Bray just strictly be the thing, and if you have Bo do the Firefly Funhouse shit, it kind of protects Bray. To where like you don't see, so like you don't see him and like it like like Vince could be like you know we just gonna make you the pin. and like we'll have your brother do what you currently do right now with Alexa. I think that would be dope. Just have no, I think that would be dope. like get Bo and go get his dad. Like if Bo IRS and Alexa did the Firefly Funhouse and they was and they would and, like they would do the deep voice shit just like Bray does. And then Bray appears. I would love that, but Bray doing the the Firefly, he, he doing the one man show. It kind of wears him out. Yeah, because it's like after Randy Orton for the twentieth time, it's like, what do you do next? Because obviously, around this time, you're not gonna have him in the title picture because they got so much, not so much better things to do. But we really don't need to see. A Drew McIntyre versus The Fiend, even though I feel like we might get it at Royal Rumble, which is fine. Okay, so let me elaborate. Let me rethink what I'm saying. I would like to see it at Royal Rumble 
I don't want to see it after that. And they tend to run back these programs a hundred times, especially right. when it's related to the Fiends. So let's get it one time, especially right. as we get towards WrestleMania. I know it's a pandemic, but at the same time, you ain't got to panic and do that shit in it. Right. So I'm with you though. They got to give. I keep, you know, Bo is there, but I keep forgetting he there. Yeah, because like, fam, like Bo's gimmick is is kind of along that line. Those lines, it's always like his happy go lucky, like Bo leave gimmick is along the lines of the five by point up. So if you just got his little brother and his dad along with Alexa to do five fly funhouse promo, and then just have Bray be the fiend, like that'll be fun. Like it'll be fun. Like that, like instead of just having Bray do double duty on him, because he wears him down. Plus, like he, you know, he's average at best in the ring. So it's yeah. No, I'm with you on that because Bo needs something to do. They need tag teams. Why not make them a tag team, bro? I've been feeding. I've been feeding. I've been feeding for Bo Dallas to be a member of the Wild Family since Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. I was like, if D. Bryan can come on, you can put his, you can put his little brother right there, right there. Exactly, and I'm like, they should do it because once again, I keep forgetting Bo is there, and then you got to do something else after this Randy Orton shit. If they decide they to drag it like they normally do, I mean, they got to do something. I I don't want Edge to be the answer. I don't want Edge joining no Wyatt family and they make the new brood under that. Just simply have Bo do something. So, like I was saying with with Mick, you know, Mick would switch back and forth, and it would be fresh in a way. Then when he retired, for real, for real, because you know how wrestlers be like, I'm going to retire. With WWE, I don't know if it was Vince's choice or his choice, but he really had to retire because he hasn't had a match since 2000 in WWE. He became the commissioner, and that was straight because, you know, he would be happy-go-lucky, but then he'll snap on Edge and Christian when they'll do some goofy shit. Yeah. And that's what they had Come to cook, he had, he had a couple one offs, one off views. You know, he did the I think he did a mania match for Edge in 06. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. tripping. 06, he came back and did that. Then he uh yeah. wrestled at SummerSlam when he had Molina in his corner against Ric Flair. But, but it yeah, wasn't because he went to TNA and that man couldn't walk and was having matches. Couldn't do it, couldn't do it. But you made a good point by saying like Cactus Jackson's. Like if like all Bray's characters have been in the same place. Mm-hmm. Like it like imagine if like for two years like Bray did the Firefly Funhouse theme shit on like Ring of Honor. <laughs> like if he just left and did that on Ring of Honor, then he came back. Then like it'll be it'll be more it'll more it'll 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 have been like the the Matt Hardy broken the woke broken Matt Hardy shit. Which when he got that insane pop, yeah, yeah, like yeah. you're right, like Mick being Mick traveling, Mick traveling, and then there's a lot of people, and then there's a lot of people still look at Brand C Husky Harris, yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of people who still look at Brand C Husky Harris, which is I mean, that man was in the Nexus. How many people from the Nexus actually working besides David Ortunga and Wade Barrett? Well, Kurt Haw- well, no, Kurt Hawkins. Shit, is he in? Oh, he wasn't, in. Wasn't, wasn't Dango on the original episode of the, of the Nexus? Fandango, when he was Johnny Curtis? 
I think he was in it. Shit, I feel like uh, Byron Saxon was in it, but he wasn't. Well, I think Johnny Curtis was on the debut episode of NXT on USA when they was doing it that way. But I don't, I don't know if he was a part of it. Yeah, he probably so. Wasn't what's his name? The man that the brother that commentated Percy. Yeah. Yeah, wasn't he? Was it? I know he was in NXT. Him and Colin, they was in uh, By- or Byron. Byron was in NXT. It was Percy. It was uh, Corey Graves. So everybody that basically commentate was in, in the first entry of NXT. Yeah, they, 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 the motherfuckers been moving around. EC3 was dead. Hey, we see how that went with him. When he gonna have a uh, personality change? He been he been EC three since EC three, bro. Like you've been the same character since the Indies till now, bro. All you did was get a haircut. And when they when they showed his promo and then they smiled and showed that tooth, I was like, oh no, that's not he not my. Yeah, we we, we can edit that out, bro. Not with that tooth, nah. Get the veneers. <laughs> nah. That's what I need my guy Rich Swan to do. I need I need him to get some veneers. I need him to take a shower and get a haircut. And, and keep his hands to himself. That ain't gonna happen. <laughs> oh, see. No. It's the reason. Get inside of the Dash and Chris Bay. <laughs> Give it to Dash and Chris Bay. Hey, Chris Bay, my dude, but I ain't forgetting. I'm trying to look for that tweet. I know I didn't make that up in my mind when that man said. He is the king of white women. I know I didn't make that shit up. I don't have enough time to be making up shit like that. You can't be saying that shit out loud. Well, if you go to his IG story, I, I know I wasn't capping because his IG story, that man, he be showing them strong uh, cave dwelling women. They be stronger than him. I'm like, okay, so you got the taste, bro. Anybody that could bench press you. I mean that uh like I was just I think I said it in the Discord. Sim- simply simply I want new faces across all promotions. I just like I just and I want them all at the top. So like Chris Bay I like because he's I mean he's been around but he's new. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like he's been he around for before. Yeah. How old is he only twenty four. Yeah, he young. He knew. I like that shit. Like, like I'm not watching. I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna start really watching AEW when they give Hangman Page the title. <laughs> give him the title. I watch. Give him. Have him be the main. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't see. I didn't see. I didn't see Kenny Omega's best work. Yeah, he only got three uh, good works. He's he he's Nicki Minaj. He had a high twelve. I I be telling people this all the time. He been living on twelve hot months. <laughs> God damn, bro! Twelve hot months, like, but yeah. So like, I don't. Then he, then, then he, then he. Then, first of all, he's lame. And he's weird. And he's weird. So I just, I just, I just, yeah. So as soon as they give it to Hangman Page or Darby Allen, like shit, I watch. <laughs> like that's when I was start watching. Oh, I know David's going crazy if he hear you say that. Yeah, Darby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like give like I need new people. Like I need new shit. Shit, I take what's Luke, what's what's uh I take for like a couple months. 
What's Luke Harper name on AEW? Uh, yes, <laughs> bro. I don't be remember no, bro. I, I be really like the old head. I be trying to remember people's name. Yeah, who is that? Who is that motherfucker? Yeah, what's, what's his name? Give it to him for like a month. But like, it, like I just want because it's like it's no, it's no people that they could bring to AEW that I've seen before. That if they brought them there, I'd be like. Oh shit! I like to see this. Like, like Miro. I'm just like, all right. Okay, okay you just out here just rocking, just rocking fashion over. Okay, that's all right. <laughs> okay, that's fine. You can do that. Like, it's like, like on some real shit. Like, let's say, let's let's say, uh, let's say Baron Corbin contract is up in like six months. If he go to AEW, I'd be like, oh, that's that's something. <laughs> That's something because, like, because Ben Corbin, like, yeah, like that nigga be after after a certain point, that nigga be boring. But like, he could he can annoy like like he can be annoying. You know what I'm saying? Like as a heel, he could be annoying mm-hmm. and shit like that. I watch him on AEW instead of Shaq. <laughs> and nah, bro, I need Shaq to have a match with Hangman Page. Let Shaq have a match with Cody Rose. And give him some blood. Imagine, imagine just Shaq up here cutting Brent, uh, cutting Cody Rose's head, bro. I'm just saying. I'm just. I need Shaq to go through the barricade. I need. I need violence. I need violence. I need Shaq to go to the barricade. I need Ernie, and I need Ernie, Kenny, and Charles Barkley to come get him. I need the whole shebang. I need him to get. To get suplexed off the top rope, I need the stretcher to come, and I need the TNT crew to pull up. Because to me, if you're gonna do the shenanigans, you gotta do all the shit. You gotta do all. Let's let's get let's get all of it. Yeah, uh, I mean, ain't nothing you gonna get, bro. I'm just gonna listen to you and anybody. That, I'm not gonna bash AEW like I've done in the past. I'm gonna let y'all just enjoy it, bro. That's all I can say. Oh, oh, thanks. Peace and love. That nah, you know, I no. Nah, even then, it's like, bro, I don't know what they gonna. You know what? I know what they gonna. You know how you can give me a watch? Have Cargill versus Brandy Rose. I'm all in. That's the only way yeah. you are gonna give me to watch. Yeah, like I'm just, I'm just like, like that's that's like, like I can, like I'm making suggestions of shit they not gonna do. So I don't. That's why I don't watch. We was talking about earlier. They are gonna have Lex Luger in the match. Just, I'm just. It's only a matter of time for Hollywood Hogan come down. Oh, he. Bruh, we treat, we treating that racist, no good, redneck piece of shit like Dark Side. Like he gonna show up, bro, and just he fuck is. everything up. He he, he might is. be Dark Side, bro. He gonna show. We just be counting down like the Doomsday Clock, bro. Like yeah, any day now. Yeah, that, that train is never late. Yeah. Soon as things showed up, oh, we, oh, we we know what's coming. We, <laughs> I see it from a mile away. If they want, you know what, you know what else besides that? If they bring in Scott Steiner, I'll watch every day, bro. You, <laughs> you know, he gonna say some shit that's gonna get him probably kicked from AEW. Because I believe, because I believe him. Scott Steiner, real life hates Triple. 
That's I, my dude, bro. I love Scott Steiner. He gonna fuck around and say something about Brandy. You know, Rose. he got a son that got drafted. Yeah. Yeah, he got a son that got drafted to the NFL. Rick Steiner, I think his kids went to like Georgia or something like that. Like his kids played football too. Yeah. I mean, they they got yeah. <laughs> I'm like, them genetics is real. Yeah. Both of them motherf- all the motherfuckers big as hell. But yeah, like that fam, like that shit. I'm just like that impact episode came on Tuesday, I think, and I'm just like, this what y'all watching? This what we doing? Bro, I say that every single Wednesday, and I in my mind, because like I said, I don't want no smoke with AEW fans because they serious about this. Oh no, so, I do. I just leave it alone, bro. I just I don't even want to argue with them. I'm like, bro, y'all, you know, with me after a certain point with people, I'm like, all right, you got it. That's all I say. You got it. Because you believe it. That's, they believe it. So I'm like, all right, for sure. That's what you want. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just like, I've I seen that black and white face paint. I was like, this, we're doing this. This is what we're doing. But look, bro was just, he stopped and he just like, damn, man. He was walking to the, he was walking to the stage. It took him like 10 minutes to get that damn bat out his jacket. That, you know that little wiffle bat probably was hurting his wrist, hurt his knees buckling, like dog. Taking deep breaths every time he make a step. He he, that match better be two minutes, and he can't take no bumps. That's all they get. I'm telling you, that was see 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 he fucked up the bat. See he fucked up the cinematic Undertaker Sting match at Saudi Arabia. That's what he fucked up. He fucked that up. Cause that could have happened. Yeah, I, I think people would have been cool with a cinematic match with them too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fire. We don't need yeah. them. We don't need them taking bumps and wrestling, wrestling. Like if we would have got that in 2015, like we should have. All right, for sure, that would have been fire. But if we would have got a cinematic match, like mm-hmm. even now, we could have got this year, bro. That shouldn't have been the WrestleMania last match, but you know, or or like, or like you could have after the AJ match, you could have like, you could have like, like did some edits and shit to where after Taker drove off, Sting walks by his house, and then like, but but, and then like. Like have Sting appear at Survivor Series. Like before, like like have Sting appear at Survivor Series. Be like, and be like, nah, you're not done. You got like, like, like before you go, you got to deal with like you got to deal with me. You could do it like that. You could prep the whole thing. Like you, like you make this thing. I always said, I always said this to me. I always said if you want to milk something, like Undertaker and Sting, you could have milked for three years. You could have had. You could have on. Uh, you could have had Sting appear the raw after raw after a main, and look at Undertaker and then disappear. In fact, you could have did something you've never done ever. You could have had Sting under. You could have had Sting and Undertaker at the next Mania do a contract sign, <laughs> and then the next year have the Sting versus Undertaker. You could have milked. It. Boy, you could have milked the hell out of this shit. The hell out of this shit because that's the that's the it's the only match we we've never got. 
So like, so you could business would have been booming. Three like just milking shit for three. She would have been like, because it, it's like, because for wrestling fans, for 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 older incel wrestling fans, Sting Undertaker is like Thanos and Darkseid. Oh yeah, <laughs> they would like been, they would have been crying through their dirty ass face band. Oh yeah, yeah. Not a match at the match at best would have been C plus, but but by that point, like Vincent made like a hundred M's off t shirts. <laughs> He's so that's what I was thinking about first. The merch sales would have been. Yeah, bro, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Like three years. Have Sting a bit after Mania, do the contract signing at the next Mania, do the match at the <laughs> money. Money. Cash. Bro, we never get the dream matches we supposed to get. Like they try to sell us like Hulk Hogan versus The Rock was a dream match. It's like, bro, nobody really thought about that shit. Then they gave us Goldberg versus Taker. Man, that shit like 20 years past his prime. We got we got Kane and the Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels and Triple H and Saudi Arabia. That shit was 20 years past his prime. So all that the matches they say like his dream matches either is past his prime or we really don't care. Like we the Rock versus John Cena, I guess that could be considered a dream match, but it wasn't necessary. I feel like the Sting versus Taker was necessary because we didn't see it during the invasion. Because if they really, they should have did the invasion. That would have been the greatest angle in wrestling history. If they would have had Kevin Nash, that Hollywood blonde jabroni, they would have had Sky Hall. So they would have had the original members of NWO. If they would have had shit uh, Goldberg, Sting, if they would have had all of them for the original invasion angle, that shit would have been insane. Yeah, and then, and then like the mystique about Sting, the mystique about Sting started when he never signed. Mm-hmm. Like him never going over there is is the mystique because before that that nigga wasn't mysterious. <laughs> he wasn't mysterious. Like even in his WCW run, like he wasn't mysterious. Even his, the mystique about him became that when he just why why when it was like why has he never been there. Because even when he showed up to TNA, you know, TNA, they used to really just try to put themselves over on WWE. They'll just tell you who's showing up. They'll try to have like, like with Kurt Angle, they'll have like a little video. Like, oh, who is this person? Like, fam, we can see the back of this dude neck. He looked like a Ninja Turtle when he squatted. Pause. Like, so we know it's him. But with them, it's kind of like. They'll give you a little video, be like, bro, you showing up. And then this is like when a lot of things were leaking too on nodq.com. Cause I used to be on nodq.com and uh SC scoops. So they used to kind of leak shit to begin with. But we're like, bro, you can kind of tell. Like when Christian show up, that that was like all right. But I think the biggest surprise they held was Jeff Hardy. Cause remember, Jeff Hardy was on the top of the steel cage. Yeah. X just posted. That was fire. Yeah. And I don't think that got leaked or anything. Nobody knew that was happening. He was just posted mm-hmm. on top. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to keep it a buck with you, bro. And maybe this is because I'm a TNA fanatic. That was his best run. That was my favorite run with him. When he yeah, was it, is. it is. He, it is. It really is. Like, uh, the like his best run was in TNA. And the, the climax, well, the resolution of the ruthless aggression there, like the, the, the 
the cherry on top of that era is Jeff Hardy winning the WWE title. So when he, because to me, when he won it, everything from that era was complete. So you didn't, there was nothing else you could do. Like that shit, there was nothing else you could do. Which, by the way, uh, we, where's season two of Ruthless Aggression on WWE Network? They promised us season two. <laughs> where's that shit? It, it's coming, bro. It's coming around yeah. WrestleMania more than likely. You, you already know. Probably. This got footage on upon footage. He got this shit. Yeah, because I want to know. Because I want to see. Because there was a, there was the Edge episode. There was gonna be the Diva Search episode with Mickey James and shit like that. And they were supposed to come in the fall, but I mean, I mean the pandemic. But they still could have dropped them all. But hey, whatever. Nah, you are. He he, a marketing genius. He might not be a great booker all the time, being Vince. <laughs> But that motherfucker know how to market. He I he the original West Side Gun. Like we know he is out for the merch. He is. Like he definitely he got more footage stashed than Conway got song stashed. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what that was my favorite part of the Lee Doc. This was going crazy in the back. Oh no, he good. Oh, he he good. Oh. Yeah, because I've seen him talk to people, but not like that. You know, we've seen, yeah. him, or I should say, we've seen him talk to people, but not like that. Like, this man was really, like, putting him over. Like, he'll, because, you know, you've seen backstage footage, like, he'll tell somebody something, and then it'll be real quick, and then, he'll, like, get the get the pushing, so to speak. Let me get back mm-hmm. on the headset. But with him, he was like, bro, this was you. I, I fucks with you. Like, he basically, i never seen him say that to somebody. Like, I really fuck with you, but you got to yeah, make this size, This size, this speed, this ability. I was like, oh. It, oh, it's lit. Oh, Keith Lee lit now. Yeah, so I'm like, Keith on a good path, man. I just hate that he got to go against Sheamus because I don't fuck with Sheamus. <laughs> Bro, I can't oh, tell you one, one Sheamus match other than when he was tag teaming with Cesaro with the bar. I don't fuck with mm-hmm. no Sheamus matches. I remember. I remember. Uh, I remember. I had to explain to somebody Sheamus hype. I didn't check. Like, if somebody was like, wait, Sheamus won the WWE title in 2009? How did that happen? Like, people forget. Like, towards the end of ECW, like, Sheamus was, like, undefeated. He did lose. And so, he, like, they... He was a Triple H guy. He was one of the original Triple yep. H guys. Mm-hmm. That, uh... He was an original Triple H guy. He did lose an e- ECW. They folded ECW. Last ECW champion, Ezekiel Jackson. Like, that. Um, Who looks like uh, Camus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder. Hey, hey, look, look. MVP need to find him. I, he need to, he need to be like the fifth member of the Hurt Business. <laughs> nah, hey, bro. I keep saying Swole got to come over there somehow. Or I like the idea when Naomi got drafted and then he put the eye emoji like mm-hmm. Naomi in the Hurt Business. Yeah, y'all thought I was putting over the Hurt Business before in the Discord. Shit. Oh, no, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to figure out. Uh, I hope the ultimate goal for them is a world championship run for Bobby. Like, I was going to say MVP. He need to go ahead and get that title one MVP. time. Uh, I think low-key, low-key, I think MVP not going to wrestle that long. He did sign a five-year deal. So I don't think he's going to wrestle all five years. But I think Gonna wrestle a little bit longer. He's gonna like, I think he's gonna be more of a managerial role for the hurt business and shit like that. So, 
He definitely is, is a Hall of Famer. Yeah, that's crazy how like just like just like a just like a like he was like I think he said a Kansas podcast. He was like he was like, nah, it was supposed to be like a two week, three week thing. And like Vince was like, Hey, you want a contract? And he was like, Yeah. <laughs> right. He was just like, Yeah. So he was like, Hey, you want a contract? Like, yeah. Like I he forty six. He He went to Japan for a second. Then he went to TNA in a beat down clip. So it's like, yeah, let me do this in WWE, like in my home state. Where I, now it's like, you know, that's the blessing. Even though you know this pandemic shit is bad, it's the blessing that you know most of them live in Florida. So it's like, and you know, MVP from Florida. I don't know if he still live in Florida, yeah. but it's the point. Like he finally, I, he finally took off that three hundred five chain. So glad. No, that's because Black Announce Table bully him. <laughs> it's been a long, bro. It's been a long year. Certain things I forget. I ain't forget that because that man responded within ten minutes from they a joy phone. No disrespect, look. No disrespect to anybody that got a joy phone, but the fact that he did it from a joy phone and simply said no in ten minutes, I said shit. Hilarious. Black Announce Table bullied. Amp is the reason for Keegan Bryant. That that is Amp. That is all. That's you and Amp. But it's mostly Amp. No, it's Amp, bro. Yeah, bro. Like like that's Amp is Amp. Oh boy, oh Amp a check. <laughs> How you know he ain't getting one? Apparently, hey, 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 he's coming in. They from a they they close to Jacksonville. Yeah. I don't know where they said exactly. Amp told me, but you know how you know. Yeah, hey, he, man, hey. He hey, probably got him on a Birdman deal. Hey, so, <laughs> salute, salute my dog, man. Because he, he posted that thing. That thing went viral. And I was, next thing you know, three weeks later, they playing it in the bubble. I'm like, oh, shit, what's going on? Man, every time they predict some shit, something always happens. Yeah. Like, bro, every single time R.O.L.P. Predict some shit, it always happens, bro. It's always or it's just like it get real popular very fast. But the keys your own thing is definitely they fault, bro. It is. It's the it's a, it, they're, they're the direct reason for that. He don't be looking like him, he don't be having no fun. He just be that all that shit look right. <laughs> he don't be having no fun. He don't be having no fun. Oh, there bro. is love. Bro. Come on, man. I love Jesus too, man. You need some friends. You need some <laughs> They got him singing OG Negro spirituals. Like, bro, his right, great grandfathers in his bro. spirit. Like, I'm talking, like, we talking before Wade and one. <laughs> we talking. Like, he's, the first, he's singing like the first Negro that wrote a Negro. I'm just like, what, what's gonna happen when he go through puberty? Like when his voice gets deep, he start looking at hoes. Like he, he need to be prepped for it. They gonna have him singing Ruben Stunner songs. Oh, no, no. That's hey, long crazy. Eventually, yeah, bro. Because it's like he making like. Let's talk about it. It's straight, but that's a political song. I'm not knocking him for making political political song, but it's like, like you said, like, bro, eventually you gotta start singing about getting some ass. Consensually, hopefully. Yeah. He need, he need friends. He need, 
You see his pops. Yeah. His pops definitely be telling him you gotta be in the crib by six thirty. Sick at the at the at the latest. Really, really, really honestly, five thirty. But I'm gonna put I'm I'm gonna give you an extra hour. Because I gotta <laughs> iron out my jeans. <laughs> you, you, we gotta do Bible study at seven. So like you need to get your ass in hour. That nigga iron, that nigga jeans is ironed to a crispy tea. Just so it can correlate oh. with the dub zeros. Like, nigga, is this part of a pajama set? You got a onesie Star- on? That starch is, is that starch. Them hoes standing up. Them hoes so starch. That nigga turn them upside down. You know when they get real good, the nigga put the, the jeans upside down so they can starch them motherfuckers? Yes. In the air? Yep. Then he gotta hit the motherfuckers and pat it out. Make sure it ain't too it ain't too much on there to air it out. Like, nah, bro, I think they already said and seen it. That, that, yeah, that's all air. That is all air. Nobody else. Yeah, one day we're gonna talk about that, but we're gonna get up out of here, bro. Unless you you got something else you wanna talk about? Nah, nah. Yeah, no, nah, we fuck it. We just get up out of here, man. Listen, I appreciate you for coming through. This is the second time we don't work. We're gonna work some more, bro. I'm about to tell you everybody, like I said before, I don't, you know what I mean? I don't work people when I say you got it, bro. Like I told you before, now you know how to do this shit. So I'm waiting for your podcast to come out. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, uh, I'm trying to get out the ticket. You know what I'm saying? Because I want this shit. I want my shit to be the show. So like, I got a bunch of, I got a bunch of motherfuckers. I'm gonna have like a theme song. I'm gonna have transitions. I'm gonna have top like no shows gonna be the same. I got a bunch of friends. I got my own brother. I have a bunch of people that. Once I get everything ready to start, let you know. You already know I'm there for anything you need, bro. But yeah, this is episode 24 of K Fabe Ain't Dead. Shouts out to my boy Donnie Lucy for coming through while my co-host is out. Go ahead, get your plug in, Donnie. I'm not, not. You know it's me. You know it's me. It's Donnie Lucy on all platforms: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Black Planet, Moco Space. <laughs> so he on AOL chat as well. Yeah, yeah. One hundred. Appreciate you coming through, and we out. Y'all be easy, man.